Mavs play the Suns again. So I decided to break out an old school Charles Barkley Suns. We don't care about the Suns. We lost again. Coming up next, let's talk about this game. And Dirk Nowitzki, we have his retirement ceremony set for his number to go in the rafters. And this is locked on Mavericks don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to lockdown mavs this is one of your co-hosts isaac harris of mavs.com nick is taking the night off and what a great night to take the night off on as the mavericks uh lose to the phoenix suns 112 to 104 and we're back we're back in this place again we're back in this place of Okay, in the words of Derek Harper, in the glorious words of Derek Harper, breaking news, shattering truth right here. I don't know if you guys are ready for this. I don't know if you've heard this or not from the broadcast, but in the words of Harp, the Mavericks miss Luka Doncic. There's never been something more true to uh, be said on a broadcast than the Mavericks uh, miss Luka Doncic, and they did. They missed him in the fourth tonight. And uh, yeah, so yeah, this is going to be kind of a shorter pod. It's a weekend pod. Uh, we kind of we uh, commit to doing a post game pod after every single uh, game this season. We've done that over the past few years. So I'm going to talk uh, a little bit about the game. Probably the half of this is going to be about the game, but then the other half for the remaining uh, handful of minutes. Let's just say that we'll talk about Dirk's retirement ceremony uh, to get his jersey into the rafters and. I'm super excited about that. Now that it's become official, we can talk about that and have fun with it and talk about all the details. But this game, what an opposite feel to this game, right? They play the uh, compared to the first game against the Suns. They play this first game against the Suns a few days ago. And we walk out of that game with Jason Kidd saying, hey, well, I feel like everybody played well. Now, whether you agree with that or not, we kind of sit here on this podcast after the, the loss the other night to the Suns saying, all right, JB had a good game. This player did a good game. Pretty much every player except for Willie, uh, maybe Sterling Brown, the other night that were like, you know what, they they kind of had a decent game, pretty good game. I feel like it's the opposite, and they lost the other night. Now they lost this game too, and I feel like it's the opposite because I feel like we can look at a handful of players and say, hey, you didn't have a good game at all. And when you look at a guy like Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson after the game, post-game, He's sitting there at the podium, at the mic. He kind of puts his head down, and he says, man, he was asked, I think, by Dwayne about the fourth quarter and about that fourth quarter run that the Suns went on, and JB just kind of put his head down. He said, man, that's on me. You guys saw that. That's what JB said. And it's like, yeah, we've seen that. There's no there's no way around it. Somebody tweeted at me in the fourth. It's like, hey, I'm not, like, if you're going to brag about Jalen Brunson all the time, you better talk about his bad games too. Well, okay, here we go. This is directly for you. Jalen Brunson had a bad game. It doesn't mean Jalen Brunson's a bad player, but he had a bad game, and he had a bad fourth quarter. And you look at – I looked up uh, some of the second-half shot attempts uh, and, the, and the fourth-quarter shot attempts in this, and this is where it got a little frustrating because 
KP actually played a really, really good game. You look at KP's numbers for this game. He finished with 23 points, 12 rebounds. He was 3 of 6 from 3. He was 8 of 13 from the field. KP had a pretty efficient game. Now, there was a couple plays here and there about post-ups and all of that. But for the most part, he even even some of the post-ups. Like, I, I was sitting here on this pod the other day. I was sitting here, man, like, Mikel Bridges, let's not do that again post-up. He posted up Mikel Bridges, did the turnaround, fade away, knocked it down. It's when you watch those like clips or those montage pl- of plays of KP in the post turning around with his size, draining it. You're like, let's go. Why doesn't this happen all the time? But JB tonight in the second half, in the fourth quarter, he tried to probably do a little bit too much, right? Like, look at the second half shot attempts. Let's throw Tim in there. Let's throw KP in there. Let's compare all three of them. In the second half, Jalen Brown or J- Jalen Brown, whew, maybe. Wish. Uh Jalen Brunson said three of twelve oh, said he was three of twelve from the field. Tim Hardaway Jr., three of ten from the field. That's a combined six for twenty-two from the field between Jalen Brunson and Tim Hardaway in the second half. How many shots did Chris Porzingis get in the second half? He was three of three. Three shots in the second half for KP on a team that didn't have Luka Doncic. Let's just look at the fourth quarter. Jalen Brunson was one of six from the field. Tim Hardaway Jr. is 0 of four. One of 10 from the field between JB and Tim Hardaway Jr. in the fourth quarter. Christos Porzingis was one of one. Only one shot in the fourth. He made that shot. We just, like, my whole thing, when when Luka went down, I threw out there some numbers on that that postgame pod. I'm like, man, I want to see this amount of three-pointers from Tim during the stretch. I want to see this amount of shot attempts and this amount of points per game from KP in the stretch. I want more. Like, there is no reason. You look at shot attempts for this game. Tim Hardaway Jr., 21. Jalen Brunson, 19. Kristaps Porzingis, 13. He was efficient from the field. But, man, I want more shots. And I'm not blaming KP. I think it's more of a team thing. And Like, I want – Kristaps Porzingis, the 30-something million dollar player, the second guy to Luka Doncic, taking way more shots than what it is. And and I think it's more of like game plan stuff. I think a lot of this is to blame on Jalen Brunson in this, some of it on Tim Hardaway Jr. in the second half. JB clearly tried to do too much in this game. So I I think they can do a better job at getting KP the ball, getting him uh, better spots to take those shots, to take advantage of those mismatches. So Anyway, that was uh, I, I just wanted to focus and throw out there that sec- those second half numbers because we talk about KP so much, and we've talked about when Luke is out, what can KP do? And it's like, man, KP was actually playing pretty well tonight, and then he just didn't. I mean, he finished again with 13 shots. With Luca out, we need way more shots than 13 a game from from KP on that. <clears throat> Man, this fun, this this Suns team is just fun. Like you look at the makeup of this team, and this is why we talk about you go out and you get wings that can shoot, right? Like you look at Cam Johnson, you look at Mikel Bridges, like you even look at Jay Crowder. You wouldn't say, "Hey, that's a shooter right there for you," but you go out and get wings. Like you need depth. Like what? How how good would Cam Johnson be on this team? A forty percent three point shooter. I remember that draft, and we're like, oh, my gosh. And of course, I loved Cam Johnson coming out of Carolina and all of that, but he was an incredible three-point shooter. And it's like one of the best shooters in the draft. Mikel Bridges, a really good three-point shooter coming out of Villanova. Go out and get these guys that can shoot threes, and then like that, it gives you that flexibility. And that's that's the difference between the Suns team and some of these other teams. They're so good. 
Chris Paul was so good tonight. It's like they they flipped, right? Like Devin Booker, you know, kind of had his night the other night. Chris Paul had his night tonight. I mean, was there a coincidence of who was guarding him at sometimes? Possibly, but I'll let you guys uh, figure all of that out. But um, as far as just like going through the roster and just throwing some things out, I mean, this game was a was a fun game. It was it was fun through what three quarters, uh, three point one five quarters, and then the fourth happened. Chris Paul happened. I mean, Chris Paul is one of the best uh, point guards in the in the history of the game, and he just kind of did what he wanted. Um, something I did not expect, like I kind of Chris uh, expect Chris Paul to kind of do his thing. I kind of expect Devin Booker to do his thing and this, the starters and all of that, like they went to the finals for a reason. What I didn't expect was campaign and JaVale McGee becoming Carl Malone and John Stockton. I didn't, I didn't expect that. It's like, like Dallas couldn't do anything with it. It's like they, I mean, JaVel McGee played really well. What what did JaVel McGee finish tonight as far as plus minus? It had, I mean, he finished as a as a plus 13 on the night. Chris Paul was a plus 10. But off the bench, and what in 16 minutes of play, JaVel was a plus 13. He had 14 points, six rebounds in this game, seven to 10 from the field. I mean, they 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 literally couldn't stop the pick and roll between him and him and campaign at times. So they struggled defensively tonight. Uh, the Mavs shot what they shot 41% from the field. They shot 30% from three, 12 of 40 from the three point line. There was just multiple guys who struggled. I mean, Reggie Bullock did not have a good game. Shocker here. Like I, I get it. Like Reggie Bullock was three of eight from the field. He was 0 of five from the three point line. Frank Nilakina, 0 of seven from the field, 0 of four from the three point line. Now, Frank did a few more things defensively. He had a really good hustle play to Dorian, get Dorian a three pointer. But it's kind of going back to the top of this pod how it feels like coming out of that first game against Phoenix, there was, oh man, I feel like multiple people played well, but they still lost. This game, they lost. And I feel like there were multiple people who played bad. And I would say Reggie's in that. Jalen Brunson's in that. Frank Nilakino, I would say, didn't have the best of games in that. Willie Colley Stein. Okay, that's all I want to say. He had a three-pointer, so I'm sure that's cool. I'm sure that will um, that helped the team. You know, like it, more points the merrier. It will look really good on his Instagram. Sterling Brown, one of one uh, in this game. Sterling Brown has some lineup stats. I threw out there on yesterday's podcast to Nick on. Uh, some starting uh, the starting five with the highest you know positive net rating Sterling Brown was in that but it's just I mean that's just the game right like I, I was kind of going through there these are literally some of my notes if you want to be inside my notes here as I'm watching the game Willie three question mark hmm um Cam Johnson Bridges this is why you go get wings that can shoot uh Harp's words about Luca that's what I said at the very beginning Reggie bad game fourth floodgates open Brunson bad in the fourth I mean these are just like groundbreaking notes right here I literally put I don't know what continuation is anymore I don't there was a play that Tim Hardaway I the refs had some weird moments tonight but this is not a refs game that you can put it on but Tim Hardaway had a moment tonight where he got fouled going off for the shot I'm like what I don't know they didn't give him continuation I don't know what happened but you know what I, I can't really figure that out. Jalen Brunson, I made a note on this. When Jalen Brunson getting to the rim matters so much to this team. 
And it's like, especially in that first half, especially in the first quarter, he literally got to the rim, like, and he scored twice in the first, like, few minutes of the game. And then that establishes, the, like, that foundation for the rest of the game to where he gets to the rim, they clog the lane, he kicks it out. The problem was he wasn't really kicking it out a ton in the second half. He tried to force it some. He missed a bunny layup he should have made. It, it just wasn't his night. He, know, he knows that. It doesn't mean Jalen Brunson sucks. I know there, like – it's games like this where it gets really frustrating to get on after a game. Like I'm watching this, I'm like, man, just wasn't JB's night. And then you can log on to any type of social platform, and it's like JB is horrible. And it's like we got, and that's just like the nature of the beast of social media. So bad game for JB. When you're looking at uh, post game comments from a kid, Christoph Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, all talked after the game. I mentioned K or I mentioned Brunson's earlier. KP had had a had a line, and I'm just going to paraphrase it. I'm sure you guys will see it uh, quoted somewhere. But he was asked about the offense, and he, he said, paraphrasing here, about a lot of times we run the pick and roll, like how they run the pick and roll a lot. And if JB doesn't have a shot after that and they can't get KP like a quick post up, then they're kind of like scrambling. He didn't use the word scrambling. Then they're just like, all right, we're just like looking around. And I don't know how I feel about that comment, but – there's truth to it, right? Like, I don't know how I feel about it in the sense of, is that really how the offense is? It's like, hey, we're just going to run the pick and roll and then just, hey, if it doesn't work out, let's, hey, just free. Everybody just run around. Let's just do this thing for try to find an open shot. So uh, just a mental note. That's just something I, I, I noted mentally in my brain there. But that's enough about this game. Guys, they didn't have Luka Doncic. So, I mean, I Nick and I briefly texted after the game, and one of the things, like, he, we're like, hey, like, they didn't have Luca. Like at the moment Luca went down before this stretch of games, we literally said, Hey, if they win one game without Luca, and that's it, yes, that's a testament to how the roster is around Luca and all this. Day. If they win one game without Luca, then that's a success to me. So that's just where I mean, and they they didn't, they got close the other night. Um, wasn't as close. I mean, I however you feel about kid taking the starters out of the game i personally thought he took him out too too early um they got the game within like what six points there with like a minute so like i i was kind of confused even harp said uh, like towards the end of the year how he was surprised that they took the starters out so quick but they lost the game they've lost both the games without luca we'll see you know luca's obviously on the road trip you guys saw him on the bench next to uh bobon and everything so we'll see how the ankle is come sunday as they play uh, the Clippers in LA, it's an afternoon game. I think it's at like two thirty Central Time on that. But uh, what we're at fifteen minutes already on the pod. I think we'll just cut it short. Let's let's wait till uh, let's wait till Nick hops on. Actually, no, we're gonna talk about the Dirk retirement ceremony. I don't care. We'll have a little bit longer pod for a second. Um, here we go. I'm so excited about this. Okay, so it finally became official. January 5th, Mark Stein put it out the other day, started trickling out to some people. Uh, people had fun with it. And it's like, all right, January 5th, this is the night you need to be in Dallas to see Dirk, to see the jersey going the rafters. There's so many different details about this, okay? So press release comes out. We know a little bit of details. There's probably a little bit more that will come out um, closer to time. January 5th, Golden State Warriors will be in town. Um, special guest. NBA commissioner Adam Silver coming into town for that. Pretty cool. Jason Kidd, obviously, Mark Cuban. Uh, Nowitzki joins Brad Davis. 
Rolando Blackman and Derek Harper is the only Mavericks to have their jerseys hung in the rafters. So uh, kind of a cool feat there for uh, the old Mavs world. I mean, obviously we know that uh, Dirk's jersey was always going to hang up there, but uh, JJ Perez should also. But um, I'm just going to sk- skip down. And in the press release, they talk about his stats and stuff. You, guys, you know Dirk's stats, but just the first line of it is just absolutely amazing. Nowitzki is the only player in NBA history to play 21 seasons with the same franchise my heart love this guy but here we go all fans in attendance for the january 5th game will receive a Nowitzki memorabilia including a special edition nft shout out to the nft crowd you guys have fun with that i will play my old man card and say hey i don't really know uh, i haven't really uh chose to dedicate uh some of my time um to the NFT world. So I'll just leave it at that. Commemorative tickets, rally towels, and fan clappers if you're in attendance for that game. Additionally, exclusive Nowitzki, Mitchell, and Ness gear for this momentous occasion will be available for purchase at the pop-up shop. Take my money. Don't tell my wife about this pop-up shop because uh, I will definitely be spending something there. Fans who arrive early, this is a really cool part too, will be able to walk the concourse like a museum with a special showcase for Nowitzki's personal collection, including all-star and championship rings, jerseys, shoes, and memorabilia from his history with the Dallas Mavericks. Following the game, the jersey retirement ceremony highlighting Nowitzki's greatest moments in Dallas Mavericks history with videos, music, entertainment will be held for all fans in attendance. Here's the thing. It's going to happen after the game. After the game. Not a halftime thing that we see sometimes. This is going to happen after the game. This is going to be like a legit party. So, if you can get your hands on some tickets to this game, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I've already seen some um, prices to this thing that look pretty uh, pretty crazy already. It's probably only going to go up. January 5th, Golden State's in town with the MVP front runner right now, Steph Curry. Uh, going to be another special night in Dallas. All I'm going to say is since it's happened after the game, they better win this game, right? Like It's going to be kind of weird if they just like – get blown out and it's like oh cool let's um stick around guys let's uh celebrate dirk after a loss but no uh, we need a win against golden state so we're not thinking about the baron davis warriors and all of that but love dirk we'll be talking about dirk so much leading up to it after it nick and i will both be at that night so we'll talk everything about uh their arena and all this stuff maybe we'll record the pod from inside the arena that night maybe we try to get Dirk's jersey in the rafters, whatever it is. But uh, guys, you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening to a weekend pod of Lockdown Mavs. And we'll be back Sunday night with uh, kind of a recap of stuff for the Clippers game. Hopefully a Clippers win. Peace out. Boom.